Bush and Richie with your Home Time Show podcast. Bush, where do you stand on the trifle as a dessert? Love it. Fantastic dessert, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it fantastic? It's a proper school day's treat. Very 80s, I would say. Uh, I mean, you can still probably buy a trifle in the, the supermarket these days, but I'd say it is a dessert that is stuck in that decade. Yeah, occasionally in Tesco, they've got like a big pot of trifle that sometimes is on offer. Mm. And if it's on offer, I'll have it. And uh, you, you feel with a trifle that's going to go, it's going to turn quite quickly. So you, you end up kind of <laughs> necking all of it in one night. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The weird thing I find about trifle is soggy sponge. I because hate soggy sponge. Exactly. There's the thing, right? Intrinsic in a trifle. Uh-huh. But if you spill a jug of water over a loaf of bread, rendered useless. That's a very good point. I don't think anyone's ever looked at it that way before, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you listen to this podcast. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. I'm wound up on today's show. Let me explain why. I drove 20 minutes to Wakering, the birthplace of Emma Jones from the Dave Barry Breakfast Show here on Absolute Radio, not as a pilgrimage to her, uh, to buy a balance bike for our youngest daughter, Thea, off of Facebook Marketplace. And it was a no-show. The woman wasn't even in. She said she'd be there until 12. And I was knocking on the door like someone out of uh, 24 hours in police custody, looking around the windows, checking the back in case she's escaping. She wasn't flipping there. That's 20 minutes there and 20 minutes back. That's 40 minutes out of your day, plus five minutes knocking time. Oh, at least five minutes. Getting back in the car, being encouraged by Katie, I'll have to go back and knock again, which I didn't want to. Right, I tell you what, right? If you want to meet a bona fide cretin, like a proper cretin, get yourself on Facebook Marketplace. Sell something or buy something. Meet a cretin. Have you ever asked yourself the question? You ever actually properly met a cretin? Um, Go on there, mate. Honestly, <laughs> there's loads of them on there. It can't just be me. I feel like it's unregulated. That's the worst bit about it, right? There's like, I, I, I'm now annoyed for the rest of the day, and there's no comeback. I can't do anything about it. I, I can't. I can leave her a bad review, but she's not bothered, is she? Most of the problems I've had have been people coming to me uh, in, in that we were selling a bed that was up in the spare room. So when there was the confirmation that the sale had gone through, yeah. I had to take down the bed, I had to transfer the bed down the stairs, through the ha- through the landing, down the stairs, had to sit in the uh, in the hallway. I came home from work that evening. Oh, they never turned up. Can you go and put the can you put the bed back upstairs, please? I'm annoyed on your behalf. Even thinking, how annoying is that? Yeah. But did you have any? There's there's no, uh, uh, no nothing for you to do about it. You can't, you know, get any kind of compensation, can Other you? Other than curse. Other, all you can do is, literally all you can do is curse. I cursed in the car today. You would have cursed on the stairs. <laughs> oh, I did. Uh, so, I feel like there should be an appeal system, maybe like a petty court of human rights or something mm-hmm. like that. Surely it can't just be us, right? If there's something about Facebook Marketplace, which has got, and there's lots of good stuff in there, but if you've you've had some an issue with it that's wound you up a little bit, and you feel like you've had no one to talk to, this first hour of the Hometime Show is your moment of vent. JB texts to say, uh, Bush, obviously that person wasn't there with the balance bike that yep. you were looking to buy off of Facebook Marketplace. Yep. As an aside from our little small claims court uh, <laughs> for the problems we're having with your Marketplace, he says, buy a regular kid's bike, take the pedals off, then you can put the pedals back on when they're ready to progress. Genuinely, is he trying to wind me up? <laughs> right? Because I've got his details. If he's trying to wind me up, today ain't the day to do it, sunshine. Leanne in Hartlepool says, I've had this massive issue. The fact that buyers constantly ask, is this still available? And I respond, and then nothing. <laughs> it's just it's so, so irritating. So... Just nothing, just silence. Just absolute silence. Out there. Why do they do it? Sharon says, we sold a garden shed, clearly marked buyer takes down shed and takes it away. Woman turned up with two children, a hammer and a micro. <laughs> 
Came back another day with two hammers and a screwdriver. She looked like kindling by the time they'd finished. <laughs> what a nightmare. Uh, right, uh, Ollie is uh, the next in the queue. We're taking down all your details. Uh, Ollie, what's the problem you've had? So, yeah, I had a issue. I was moving my sister's flat out and we were trying to sell some stuff on on, uh, on Gumtree. So yep. Gumtree has the same issue, right? And, uh, yeah, so basically there's two sofas and the guy said, yeah, no, this sounds great. Uh, and he had to do two collections for them. And then after he picked up one, he then came back to pick up the other, but instead didn't tell me and went, uh, I'm returning the other one because it didn't fit through the door. But he didn't He didn't tell me, right? And uh, yeah, literally he didn't decide to measure or anything like that. Uh, and it was just like a waste of an entire afternoon of wasting around for him to pick up the second one. Oh my. And then, it never happened, right? Did you accept returns? Surely that's it. He's bought it now. I'd, I'd have like stood at the end of my uh, drive with like a, a broom and kept him at bay. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I could, but I, I was just like, oh, I don't want the aggro. I gave him his money back, but I was thinking, yeah, maybe I should have just gone, yeah, uh, buy a beware or something. But I didn't advertise that at the time. You're just too, he's too much of a nice guy, Ollie, isn't he? Sounds like a nice lad. He's a nicer man than both of us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, that's kind. James McAlpine on Facebook says, if Facebook Marketplace ever did a car boot sale, it'd just be a load of people walking up to the stalls, pointing at things, asking if they're still available, then walking off. <laughs> just having a little, uh, just a little moan, a collective moan about f- Facebook Marketplace and how frustrating it can be, and I think he's doing us all the world of good. Kate's got in touch. Do you remember the, uh, the story we had a few minutes ago? Go about the uh, the tape measure, whether it was eight foot or twelve foot. Uh, all tape measures are different. Yeah, sure, that'll be what that gentleman tells his wife, probably. Get in there, Kate. Go on. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Rob, what happened to you? I went to pick up an item. Uh, it wasn't too far away, but because of traffic, got there. The gentleman said he received a message from someone else saying it's worth a lot more, so he doubled the price. <laughs> and I just simply said, "What? You're joking?" And it was this item is faulty. So, um, so I said, no, I'm not having that for that. So um, I'll drive away. I told you what I thought. I just drove away. When I then finally got home, I thought, I'll just keep tabs on this. <laughs> so it was indeed doubled the price. And he sold it eventually for 50 quid, which I drove all there for uh, 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 some time later. So I was quite pleased that he didn't get any more than uh, it was originally advertised. That's amazing. This is a really interesting thing, right? Because I- I've had this happen to me before where um, someone has just not turned up and they've- we've kept an item aside for them and everything. And you want a- yeah. you want almost like a bit of revenge. I just wonder anyone listening right now whether they've... <laughs> I mean, I was thinking of creating fake accounts to put in bids for stuff and then not turn up myself to see how they like it. Is that taking <laughs> it like too far? Plan. It does sound like I a plan, doesn't it? It is. No, it does sound like a plan do it <laughs> now th- this story for Melanie she's emailed hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk this one's a bit different Melanie says we once sold an 8 foot trampoline ok the couple who came to buy it were adamant it was 12 foot not 8 foot <laughs> after a little discussion I went and got our tape measure and showed them it was 8 foot the gentleman said all tape measures are different <laughs> this is definitely 12 feet and they left amazing <laughs> 
definitely a Tuesday because the last two nights on telly I have been watching Vigil on BBC One. It's a a new drama uh, set on a submarine. I have... I went to bed just dreaming of submarines last night. That would be nice dreams, submarine dreams. (laughs) My poor wife just talking to her about submarines. She's like, yeah, right, just go to sleep, please. I was talking about submarines. It's an amazing TV show, right? Great drama. It's on Sunday night, uh, Monday night last night. I was so annoyed uh, when you know sometimes when a TV show finishes and they do this uh, the, the credits roll and the announcer uh, person goes uh, and Vigil re- will return Sunday night on BBC One. I'm thinking I thought this was on every day this week, or at least just put all of them out there so you yeah. can just kind of binge watch them in one go. You have gotta to wait, wait. gotta wait, wait till Sunday. Yeah. But here's the thing: the one takeaway I had: Submariners pay them whatever they want. That's not a job for me. Whoa! I mean, they're at sea for months on end. <laughs> in this thing that's carrying around all these <laughs> nuclear weapons. They're walking around. They're all banging their heads on pipes and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. They don't see any daylight. They don't know what time of day it is. That's just not a job for me. That looks crazy. Do you know I mean? I'm a big, like, history buff stroke bore, and I've read a lot about, like, the war in the Pacific and the Second World War and all that kind of thing. Just being down there in, like, a submarine and, like, hunting, you know, all being hunted. Yeah. And it being completely silent. Those moments you've got to go completely silent. There's a brilliant... Uh, Sky Atlantic did like a, a reboot of Das Boot, the uh, the World War Two like submarine thriller thing, and I, just, I can't imagine what it'd be like. It would just send you insane being down there. It's the out. weird thing, right? Like we do this job. I mean, we say so many times, this isn't really a job. We're lucky to do what we do. Yeah. But when you chat to people, sometimes they go, "Oh, I'd love to do what you do. That must be such fun." And it is most of the time. But I don't think there's a single person that would go to a submariner. I'd love to do what you do. I'd love to go down there, right at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> yeah, just be alone for ages. <laughs> Here's a question. Do you do a job that freaks other people out? Do you do a job that other people just run a mile from? If you do, what is it? What do they say about it? What's it like? Tell us. Mike has tweeted and says, I was a submariner for nearly 10 years Ooh. on Trafalgar-class subs. Uh, I'm yeah. yet to meet someone who hasn't said something along the lines of, I would never do that. Do you know what it is? I'm trying to work out what it is that would, would be so scary about getting on submarine. I think it's that you can't get off if you want to. Exactly. You can't just say, look, can we go back up again? I just want to get off. This is really freaking me out. <laughs> can't get off. I tell you, I mean, we mentioned this on the show the other week, but um, I'm still hugely affected in a positive way from going to York and going to the Jorvik Centre. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I-, I would say in terms of jobs that would freak me out being someone who's in charge of locking up somewhere that's got mannequins in it at night when everyone else has gone home (laughs) like for people dressed as Vikings but rubber with movie mouths That freaked me out, man. Madam Tussauds? Oh, it absolutely freaked me out. <laughs> Thank you to Mike Dunning, who has tweeted into the show some horrifying videos of the animatronic reindeer that he makes for centre parks and such like. Apparently, uh, he works in the factory with them when they haven't got their, like, fur on, and they're just, like, like hovering weird faces with little floppy mouths. That would freak me out. This is, yeah, this is something that is really... It's getting you, isn't it? The, the thought of these sort of mannequins... Imagine him you... being the last person in the factory to lock that up, though, with their eyes moving around following you. Ooh. Right, Julia is... Uh, hanging on what is it that you do julia that uh, freaks others out so i manage a crematorium wow wow don't take this the wrong way right but you don't sound like someone who would be managing a crematorium i don't know what it is i had a voice in my head but it doesn't sound like you Thank you, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, in a, I mean that in a positive way. Uh, Julia, earlier Bush was talking about locking up uh, museums at the end of the day that have, like, you know, sort of mannequins and all that kind of thing. What is it like locking up a crematorium at the end of the day? <laughs> so, 
we do have some people that stay on site. The best one actually I've ever had is we had um, a coffin that had loads of faces on it and it was the last service of the day I finished early and the next day I was opening up and I walked in and there was just this face staring at me oh. and oh, you can imagine what happened. Wow, <laughs> that's proper nightmare stuff that, isn't it? I think I'd rather be back on the submarine. <laughs> <laughs> Weird couple of ones here. Jay says a fire the starter pistol, pistol for marathons. Does that count? <laughs> You'd have nightmares about it. You would do, but it is a job where people would run a mile. I see what he's done. That's very clever. I didn't even see. I didn't even see that one coming. <laughs> you you spent an, you spent a long time doing a long show yesterday. There you go. That is really that's proper hoodwink me. And then uh, respect. <laughs> I'm going to double check all these now. <laughs> Dave from Glasgow is a rope access technician. Basically, hangs off the side of buildings and oil rigs and bridges. Uh, doing all sorts of stuff doesn't go into detail yeah no thanks uh, Kay says I work in pest control I have done for 15 years well. can't say I dreamt of doing it but when someone says to me don't know how you do your job I say in fairness it's better than being sat in an office all day can't argue with that if you do a job that would freak other people out get in touch John what do you do well I'm a lift engineer and uh, basically I rip old ones out and put new ones in Whoa. yeah and what? I've done um, 29 floors last year and uh, even that was quite high for me. Okay, <laughs> and you know, even someone that's working with heights like you do, uh, are you completely kind of in, insulated for, from it, or do you occasionally get what they call the willies, where you just look down and go, "Oh my god, that's absolutely horrible." <laughs> well, funny you should say that because um, if if I'm outside of the lift shaft, I could. There's no way I could go to the edge of a building. No way. Wow. So I'm p- terrified myself. But inside the lift shaft, you're surrounded by four walls close closely and it's like completely different john do you think you could be like in the movies when you see like some kind of action hero in a lift shaft and they've got like arms and legs (laughs) against the walls and there's a big drop below them is that what you do john or is it a bit more health and safety than that oh no oh no there's a, a bit more health and safety than that we've got a platform to work on but it's um when people look up and down past our platform they go oh my god when you're ripping out or putting in a new lift, do you ever, like, get faced with an empty shaft? Do you ever think about dropping, like, a tennis ball down there or something just to see what would happen? Yeah, yeah. It's, I've been known to um, experiment like that, yeah. <laughs> ah, so there, there, there is yeah. a, a fun side to this guy, a muck-around <laughs> side to this guy. <laughs> there's various things I've dropped down a, a lift shaft. Um, there's a, a reel of tape, electrician's tape, if you can imagine, it's got a hole in the middle. Yeah. I dropped it down to the person I was working with, and because of the hole in the middle, it just kept accelerating. What and happens? by the time it got to the bottom, it was like, sounded like a jet aeroplane. It was like... <laughs> 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 and um, the bloke I threw it down to, he had to change his shorts. OK, well, it sounds like there's more fun to lift engineer work than you'd initially think on face value. <laughs> Now, a lot of radio presenters, when they get to the final hour of their radio show, they could probably coast and take it easy. Not Richie and I, that's not the kind of guys that we are, it's not the kind of show that this is. That's why we decide on Tuesdays to spin a random set of phone-in topics in a tombola and see what happens. You see, we up our game. We make life harder for ourselves. Yes, it's a little bit like... um, you know the kind of martial arts, kung fu type thing where they go off into the hills and test themselves? Yeah. Like Je- Jedi in many ways, but but more down to earth and fun. The rest of the show, we've got an idea about what we're going to talk about. Final hour, whatever ball comes out of here will dictate what we're going to talk about. We don't know what's going to happen. 
And it is ball number, oh, clickety-click, 66. Ball 66. It was meant to be quick. It was meant to be quick. OK, this could land us in a bit of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so this is phoning in about stuff, getting in touch about stuff, if it was meant to be quick and it ended up being long. Yes, I would say. <laughs> I would say so. Now, as we've said, we like to make life hard for ourselves. So if there's a story that comes to you immediately, you're thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, this is like this, all right? It was meant to be quick. So as Bush says, obviously something that should have been a really, really quick thing and it took ages. Note to self, never come up with phoning topics when you're in the pub. That's where a lot of these have come from. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like a brilliant idea at the time. Like this from Paul. This kind of stuff, perfect, right? 8, 12, 15 to text us like Paul has. Meant to be quick. Hang a carbon monoxide detector up for my neighbour. Five minute job. If I didn't nail through the 10mm radiator pipe. Oh. Which was hiding behind the window reveal. Took all day. Called a plumber, then had to replaster the whole backup and redecorate. Do you know what? It's weird you should say this. This should be the topic because I did the indie disco all day yesterday, mm-hmm. 10 hours of indie music, and a fella phoned in who was having a nightmare. Uh, he was on his way home from work mm-hmm. and he thought he'd put an extra bit of petrol in for his wife, yeah. who was going to be driving to use the car the next morning. Lovely idea. Just being a nice guy. Yeah. He uh, swapped cars because he'd been on holiday, he ended up putting uh, diesel in a petrol car. Easy done. And he was there for about two or three hours yeah. and, and he was just being nice and he thought it would take five minutes on the way and he didn't even need the petrol himself. Meant to be quick. Meant to be quick. Conrad says, meant to be quick, putting LED lights under a shelf. I thought this would just be a five, ten minute job at most. The clips and screws were made for people who must have child hands. (laughs) Sweating like mad 40 minutes later, chasing tiny screws around the floor. It's infuriating even hearing about it. We've got Carl on the line. Carl, what happened to you? Yeah, well, basically... I called into a customer of mine, Fermi's, to say that her door wouldn't shut and she might need a new door, a new lock. I've called round there and they've got a gravel drive and it turns out it was a bit of gravel stuck on the bottom of the door. Anyway, she said, that it took me 30 seconds to do. She said, how much do I owe you for it? I said, no, absolutely nothing. I said, it, was like, it, didn't, you know, it wasn't out of the way. I drove down the road, got a speeding ticket, six pound fine and three points. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, that's, yeah. It's funny you should say it because I, I remember, I think I've talked about this on the show before, but um, I remember dropping off a digital radio for Sarah Champion when she lived around the oh, corner yeah. from me in North London. Yeah. And I was fine, yeah. Champions, I can do that, no problem. I just lived down the road. I got, I got a ticket for turning into a street you're not allowed to turn into in London as well. <laughs> but I've never mentioned it to her. Did you mention it to the lady or did well, you keep you it know, quiet? I, did, I didn't mention it to this customer. She's so nice. I couldn't, I couldn't say anything. But I thought, oh, great. That's what, that's what you get for doing somebody a favour. I'm <laughs> just intrigued, Carl. One final quick question what is the job that you actually do that means someone would call you out i'm a carpenter anyway Ah. so uh hence and i've done a lot of work in the woman's health Uh, this this text is an interesting one on the subject of meant to be quick i think bush i think you'll agree there's a moral in here somewhere yes there's a moral in here somewhere (laughs) meant to be quick go and put air in the tires of the car okay whilst waiting for the car in front to finish at the air compressor and appreciating the lady who was driving said car... Nicely put. She leaves and leaves her uh, her purse behind. Okay. I then... Can I just say this? I'm reading a text out. This isn't me, by the way. Okay. (laughs) Another anecdote from Richie. What's he been up to? I just want to make clear, I'm reading a text message. (laughs) 
I hand this into the service station. The station won't accept it. So they manage to call the owner. The parents answer the home phone and say that the lady will be along shortly to reclaim the purse. Okay. I wait an hour for the lady to return. She thanks me and goes off on her merry way. I return to the car, but I've left the lights on and I have a flat battery and have to wait another 45 minutes for a mate to come and give me a jump start. Story of the night so far. This text here. I did a wedding car job in my taxi. After going around the block three times, I finally got the bride there. Three weeks later, I got a fine through the post on Monday, then on Tuesday, and then on the Wednesday, I was out of pocket to the tune of £180. That's what... Are for. Sure, there's almost like a separate thing developing here where there's there's people like you know, me with Champers and the Digital uh, Radio and all that, and the fellow earlier on getting the, the speeding ticket. People who've who've tried to do the right thing yeah. and have suffered as a result of it and then have never said anything. Best intentions and kept quiet would be that topic. Yes, small claims court on the way. Watch this space. There you go, there's the podcast. Uh, we sense there might be maybe a, a public appetite for more trifle chat. <laughs> But it's down to you to choose. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk to email us if you want more of that high-quality trifle chat and insight that you had at the beginning of this. What's your favourite fruit to put in a trifle? Let's save that for next week. You've been listening to The Hometime Show on Absolute Radio. When you go home, you've been listening to The Hometime Show. The, the last, last bit, bit of the no guarantee. guarantee. Soon, May, your tea will come. You can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. Until then, we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel. The Hometime Show is about the Essex Loop, the bird invasion, and the hate for Bing. In the Hometime Show, we speak of pundit shoes and a lass called Leona. Soon may your tea will come, you can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. Until then, we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel.